There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Ben. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Ben, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And we are getting close to the end of season eight. We're really working our way towards the finale. Yep. We are reading some things. So specific. <laughs> this first one is written by Joss Whedon, art by George's Genty, with a one shot called Turbulence. Which is clever, because Buffy can fly now. Handy power. Yes. Real Superman-esque. And that was something that's been ruined for me. We start with Buffy flying, and she does the superhero landing. As illustrated in Deadpool. Oh, is that why it was ruined for you? Ruined forever. It definitely happened in Wonder Woman last night, too. Did it? Yeah. Yes. She made, like, a crater. But Buffy decides that she wants to hide her newfound powers. Not for, like, very long, though. No, she's real. doesn't stick I to I forgot that, that very she long. said that because she immediately is like, hey, guys, look what I can do. <laughs> but we go over to Willow and Oz, and Willow's apologizing to Oz for bringing an evil governing power into Tibet. He's like, yeah, you're not the first. And then we see this magical green goo, almost. I think it's smoke, but it looks like goop. So Willow suddenly has her magic back, and she says this is coming from some kind of cataclysmic mystical event that hasn't happened yet. Oh good, more time travel stuff. Just what I always wanted. I don't think we'll ever find out what that cataclysmic magical event was, do you? You know, we're never going to find out what happens to Oz after this, because by Oz, we never see him again. Yeah, we don't even say goodbye to Oz. He just we're, is we're not... We're just done. We're in... done with Oz. And Yeah, we just cut away to a different scene, and then it's like, bye forever. And so far in the comics, he hasn't come back, so bye, Oz. Thanks for not introducing yourself and not saying goodbye. Mm. But we had a good time. It was fun to see you. Maybe we'll see you some other time. Enjoy your baby, I guess. And that puppy. It was a cute puppy. Enjoy your puppy. Yeah. And I guess your return to werewolfism now that this whole goddess thing has totally screwed you over. Yeah. Also, his wife has that, too. Yeah, they've really messed up everything in Tibet. Well, it's all Buffy's fault, is what we've learned. So we cut back, and Buffy is doing her general duties of going around and seeing the wounded. Is she doing her general duties or her duties as a general? Both. I honestly I don't know how you meant that. She's doing her duties as the general of the Slayer army slash the other soldiers who were wounded who were there. And so we obviously make a first pit stop by Riley. Because Riley's shirtless. Yes, but not really what I was worried about, but incidentally, I suppose he is. He's very in shape. He's also a cartoon. He's also a person. If he wasn't in shape as a cartoon, how sad would that be? Bad. It wouldn't be sad, it would be bad. Just straight bad, yeah. Okay. Does it make you mad? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, okay. They have a nice little chat. Basically, Riley's like, you're a good general. And he's like, also, I'm drunk. Slash on drugs. Bye, Riley. Been nice seeing you this season. Bye. But we'll see him a bunch more. Unlike Oz. But then, unfortunately, we turn the page and find out that Twilight has captured Faith, Andrew, and Giles. But he can't remember Andrew's name, which is a fun callback to season six of Buffy when no one could remember Andrew's name and just mistook him for Tucker, who was his older brother. I especially like it because Twilight is making this grand statement that Buffy's going to realize that she's missing such powerful elements. And 
<laughs> saying that she's going to miss her trust in Giles and her guilt in Faith. And then he gets to Andrew's head and he says, and your name will come back to me. But what's interesting here is Amy is no longer with Twilight. So he no longer has his own special font. His voice is no longer masked. And he's just talking as regular old guy that Twilight is. Yep. We... Look, we're going to find out this arc. We're going to find out this podcast. It's really hard to also avoid who Twilight is if you're reading this in collected form. Actually, I guess I can talk about that now. But if you read this in either the trade paperback or you read this in the hardcover, they got who Twilight is right front and center. Yeah, the cover art does not hide anything, so... And then, Sorry about that, everybody. Also, if you were reading along at the time, not necessarily if you were reading along, but if you were looking forward to the previews that Diamond was doing, there's a cover that shows Buffy and Twilight unmasked, and Diamond was only supposed to show the Buffy part of the cover, but instead Diamond showed the entire cover, and who Twilight was was spoiled two months in advance. So, no surprise at the time. No surprise if you read it now. This is the worst kept secret ever. Probably not the worst kept secret ever, but... Well, there's also a cover that was released that had Obama as Twilight, so, you know, thanks, Obama. Oh, that's right. That's the real one. That's the bad lead. Yes. That's the poorly kept secret. Yes, Twilight was Obama all along. We see that the Slayer... Cabal? Sure. What are you going to call it? We've had different terms. I was going to say that the Slayer Witches? Coven? The Slayer Coven? Sure. Does that make you happier? Either way, it sounds super metal. (laughs) the slayer coven it does i guess they are trying to find out where all of these unaccounted people are because you may remember at the end of the last arc the military was marching a bunch of them off we're not going to deal with that very directly side note we quickly get distracted from that because we realize that the goddesses from the last arc that we released from the earth are still being released onto the earth and are running around like nuts we send in the strongest one there is willow who still who got her powers back, but not many other people do have theirs. Yeah, and Willow is getting her ginger ass readily handed to her, including being punted. It says punt. I did like that it just said punt. <laughs> Willow got kicked and it said punt. And she can't quite take on all of these goddesses. She's like, huh, a lot of people are going to die. Gotta stop getting punted. And then we cut over to what is, I think, probably the most touching part of definitely this arc, but most of the season... Yeah, this is quiet, but necessary, I think. The season is literally a war. Yeah. And in war, we have casualties. And we've seen many of them. But this one's a little different, because Buffy's still walking around, so she said goodbye to Riley, or put him to sleep, or whatever. She's like, go drink more Jack Daniels. Yes. She gets stopped by a soldier who's wounded and laying there. From Twilight side. And he says, are you a witch? And Buffy says, no, I'm a vampire slayer. And he says that they were told that if they were captured, that Buffy would do things to them, that they all have magic powers. Basically, they were lied to about what would happen if the other side were to get them. If we had our magic, we'd heal you by now. But this very wounded soldier starts asking Buffy if she's in love and that he should have said something to Jenna Abrams. At the dance, because what could be worse than... Then he he just kind of stops. And he dies. And Buffy closes his eyes. And Xander, being the caring fellow, he's just like, Hey, we need that bed now. Yeah. Toss that corpse out of here. But it's that moment... Lickety split. 
Yes. I've really diminished the impact of this moment. But it's a really... Human moment. It's a human moment. It's also a pretty quick moment. It's not given its own... It takes up more than a page, but it's not given like its own two-page spread. It's just kind of... The horrors of war. Casually put in there. And Buffy goes off with Xander, and he's like, hey, Willow's fighting those, you know, goddesses. She's like, did she get more power? No, she's not evil, if that's what you mean. And she's like, no, no. I like Xander here. He says that he's proud of Buffy, and she's like, that's exactly what Riley said. And then we're reminded that Xander always really liked Riley. I know. That was charming. Uh, That was such a good scene. One, Xander tries to talk Buffy into making Riley stay. Oh, no, I remember And he flies away in a helicopter. And then Buffy gets there too late. Yeah. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Riley! Riley! That was heartbreaking. Oh, they had, like, the swell of the music and everything. And Xander... Hopefully she didn't actually sound like, Riley! Riley! (laughs) And then Xander went home and confessed his love to Anya, which they don't mention in here because that would be weird because this conversation takes a different turn. And now all of a sudden we start talking about how Xander and Dawn are now a thing. Well, before we get into that, Buffy talks about why they aren't together. She goes, I think I think that I'm too late again for you. Oh, it's so lame. It's so lame. And Xander's like, no, you're not. Well, she's like, would that be a good thing? And Xander's like, yeah, if it was a bunch of years ago and you actually meant it. And Buffy's all indignant about it. She's like, you don't know how I feel. He's like, cool. So... I rate almost as good as trying to change your sexual orientation. You went through gay to me. I know. Poor Xander. This is really not the ego boost that Buffy's trying to make it. Yeah. He calls her out. He's like, the only reason that you have any interest in me and you actually don't is because I am now unobtainable. And she's like, oh, poo. Except she says, yeah. It would have been funnier if she said poo. I agree. Well, you know, however many years late. Joss, if you need a new editor, a script doctor even. One who just says poo. I'm here for you. Also, all of my editing notes will be poo. (laughs) Uh, Not an exaggeration. (laughs) And Xander and Buffy hug it out. And she's like, so can I call you a pedophile and a cradle robber? He's like, yeah, no. Yeah, pedophile's a bit much. Cradle robber, closer to the truth. Dawn's of legal age. Yep. We guess. I really like Dawn in this arc. She just has a bunch of background comments. So Dawn walks in, she goes, uh, cough. Noise of cough. <laughs> she she is. She's just kind of in the background, not doing anything big, which is nice. And she's just kind of making these snarky little comments. And I like how Buffy, even though like her and Xander have had this whole like, no, you can be with my sister and it's okay and I love you both. She just says to Dawn, she's like, nothing, friend hug. Because of sad, no subtle bosom pressing and hug. Okay, so subtle bosom pressing, to say the least. And then, or what the does most. Don say? Buffy, I'm your sister. I know you can never do anything subtle. True. Why am Very I doing true. the Buffy dialogue? I don't know. You're Don. You are a key. Boo. But Willow Astral projects her face and says that she needs help. Because Willow cannot defeat these three goddesses on her own, or rather put them back in the earth. But Buffy's like, I got an idea. Can you make a really big hole? Yeah, she just says, dig a hole. Then she goes all Superman. She goes, up in the sky. So let's think back to like three pages ago and Buffy's like, I'm going to keep this part of me a secret. It's at least 10 pages. Whatever. It hasn't been that it's long. It's been at least 10 minutes is about it. Yeah. 
And Buffy soars off, and we wrap up this weird goddess storyline in about five seconds. And she just throws all of the goddesses in a hole. And then Willow throws dirt back on top of them, and that somehow solves the problem. Yes! Yes, we fixed it. And I really like Willow here. Buffy's very sad. She's like, Xander and Don are in love. And Willow just goes, God, I thought they'd never figure that out. And Buffy just looks shocked. She's like, so like, am I the only one out of the loop? Yes. I'm also going to continue doing the Buffy dialogue. Well, good for you. I'm Buffy. <laughs> da, 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 da. Nope. What did she say? This is stupid. Yes. <laughs> ah, damn it, Buffy. Then we move on to a new arc, appropriately titled Twilight. And this is written by Brad Meltzer. He's mostly known as a novelist. He has done a fair amount of work in comics, most notably doing the DC event Identity Crisis, which is probably the most controversial arc in recent memory. You either love it or you hate it. There's not a lot of middle ground. How do you feel about it? Actually, I have the middle ground. I can understand both sides. Boy, hey. If I'm being honest, I can understand why you would love or hate it. You're the worst. You just contradicted yourself. Yeah, I know, but I mean, at the end of the day, most of my responses, eh, like what you like, don't really care. I know, that's why I asked what you thought about it, for you. Oh, it's fine. I can, I can, I just, I can get both strong opinions. Oh, okay. It's fine. It didn't rock my world. <laughs> I more remember it for the mass amount of hate that it got, and I was like, eh, whatever. Eh, I hate this less than everybody else. Yeah, kind of. But... The thing that he's doing now that I actually really do enjoy and I'm very much a big supporter of is he's doing these children's books like I am so-and-so. He's dealing with all these historical figures and it's a good way for kids to kind of connect with history, both for male and female figures. Were you say characters? No. He's a really good writer and Brad Meltzer is really our second comic writer of this season uh, following Brian K. Vaughn with the Faith arc. And this is by far the most comic booky of really Buffy going through where the series currently is. Even I got a lot of these comic book references, which is impressive. But I mean, we even get a lot of what you'll see, especially on team books, is kind of general introductions to the character. Like we open the arc up, it's like, it says Xander, Buffy's best friend, one eye, funny, mostly. Mostly. Oh my god, we can't ignore that. That's just... No. Embedded into the world now. No, I'm going to call it a comic reference. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. I'm calling that a comic reference. Dawn, Buffy's sister, was a giant, a centaur, a little doll? Not anymore. In parentheses, obviously. <laughs> and this is a really fun issue, especially this one. There's a billion, uh, not a billion, let's say 30, <laughs> significantly less. There's a trillion. Comic references. And right out of the gate with the art. Okay, it's not a comic reference, it's a TV reference. Anywho, but we see that Buffy is dressed in a very particular set of clothing, which is based on Doctor Who in the David Tennant era when he meets his daughter, and Buffy is dressed identical to that, which is a direct reference. Cool. But we see that Xander wants to try out Buffy's new powers, so he fires a speeding bullet. And is Buffy faster? She actually is faster than the speeding bullet. She's faster than the speeding bullet that Xander wrote, Goonies Never Say Die on. <clears throat> Side note, Goonies reference. And so Buffy catches the bullet, and then her first thing she says is, Bugs in teeth. Not fun. I thought I did the Buffy dialogue here. Oh, sorry, do you want to do that? Bugs in teeth! Yeah, you're all done with Buffy now. Okay. 
Kind of show. I'm not very good at Buffy either. But we will make the cat be Buffy. He's so indignant. So angry. No, he's just there. But we see Buffy trying out some very Superman-esque feats of strength, holding up a train. You might recognize that from an early Superman cover. And then we get the first and not the last. Actually, this is the second occurrence of dialogue from the 1978 Richard Donner Superman flick. Buffy holds Xander like a baby, jumps in the air, and he goes, You've got me! Who's got you? Oh, Xander's Lois in this. <laughs> My favorite part is that Dawn here, when she sees them doing the train bit, her question is, Where'd you get a train? And then Xander's just like, From the castle in the garden. She goes, Put it back! I'm very much with Dawn also, on this Also, which one. castle? The Scottish castle? I don't know. I was confused about that. I was going to kind of ignore that. I was going to hope that it was like a Tibetan castle. Do they have castles in Tibet? I don't know. Really showing my ignorance here. I know. Hello. It was an odd moment for everybody, but I liked that Don's reaction was, put it back. <laughs> Don is like, I've had enough of this crap. She goes to talk to Willow and she starts mentioning like the monkey's paw. Have you read that story, the monkey's paw? No. I meant to form the audience. Are you aware of the monkey's paw? No. Is it a short story? It's a Simpsons Halloween episode. Are you aware of it not from a Simpsons-based item? Both of us read this. Neither of us bothered to look it up. I guess you knew it from The Simpsons? Halloween episode. Okay. Do tell. It's more of a general gist of when something good happens, there's a price you have to pay for it. Wait, I feel like I have read that story for real. I feel like I've watched a Simpsons episode at least twice. <laughs> like, I like, yeah. Probably 20 times, but sure. Um, Twice would be sure. Can't be as many as 20. At least 10. Closer. And Dawn's concerned that all these new powers that Buffy has are going to result in some kind of consequence. Spoiler, they are. Big ol' spoiler. And Xander's trying to figure out all the different powers that Buffy has. And I love this panel. It's almost a full-page spread of just Xander impersonating different superpowers from comics. Like, do you have teleportation? No. Super breath? No. Adamantium claws? Can you shoot arrows? Solve a mystery? Spin a web any size? And then it gets really quiet. He goes, can you phase? Which I love this reference because Buffy is based on Kitty Pride from the X-Men. And she's like, what do you mean phase? Like, you sort of put your arm out and you kind of goes through a wall like a ghost. Why am I doing all the dialogue? Whatever. I don't know. I'm just going to let you know. You can be Buffy. I'll be Xander. Okay. I will be the boy. Wow, look at you. Like a ghost? But then wouldn't you just fall through the floor? No, because you can control your molecules and mess up machinery and, 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 and you're really cute and have the spunky personality and you're not afraid of tough guys who everyone else is terrified of. It's good stuff. And then we just see three panels of Buffy. And the first two, she's contemplating. And the third one, she just goes, I don't see the appeal. That's you, Buffy. That's, Thank you. That's you, Kitty. Thank you. I think in the current arc of X-Men, she should get back together with Colossus now that she's not engaged to Star-Lord anymore. She was engaged to Star-Lord? She went to space. Wait, so... Well, she was Star-Lord for a while. She took the mantle. So Juno she... was going to marry Chris Pratt? Yes. That's super cute. I'd rather Juno marry that guy from the Twilight movies. Okay. Uh, mine better. The Colossus guy was in Twilight. Was he really? Oh, yeah. Couple wasn't... of them? I don't know. I don't know. My Twilight knowledge is minimal. Limited. But Xander continues his superhero hopefulness, and he's trying to teach Buffy how to be like the tick. It's like, no, look up at the sky and shout it like this. Spoon! 
Yeah, I didn't get that one. That was the tick. Okay. And then he starts contemplating, looking at his watch. He's like, I wonder how long it would take me to put together a signal watch. Because Xander has gone from Lois to Jimmy. Yep. Meanwhile, we find out that we've had some observers on this whole thing. Skinless Warren and Amy and the General. The replaced General. The replaced General. Are all His official name. hiding in the bushes 7.2 miles away and watching this whole trial happen. Warren is also concerned if Buffy can phase or not. Yeah, as one is. And they finally realize that Faith, Andrew, and Giles are missing. You know, major characters. Let's find them, I guess. I guess. And I like this moment. Willow goes, take me to the Slayer that needs me the most. And Buffy's like, isn't that me? She's like, definitely Faith. Buffy, you have friends. So Willow does this because she knows it's going to be easier to find Faith. And so she's just trying to connect with Faith so that she can find out where all three of them are. Assuming they're all together. Assuming they're all together. It's a big assumption, I suppose. Yeah. So Willow teleports away. And instead she finds slayers that are dying who have been killed by Twilight's men. Right. And so she just keeps popping from place to place, finding more slayers that are dead or dying or both. And we end up finding that it's essentially about 200 different slayers. Yeah. And before Willow can get to Faith, we do as the reader. Yay. And we find out our narrator all along has been Andrew. So all three of our sad captives wake up. I love all of Andrew's descriptions. Giles, Buffy's watcher, touches glasses a lot. Grown up. Faith. Became a slayer when Buffy died. Not so thrilled she came back. Slutty for attention. Andrew, that's me! <laughs> and so the three of them get up. They try to figure out what's going on. And Andrew is agape. Aghast. Uh, Aghast. I don't know. Because he finds out that this giant machine that he and Warren had always dreamed up has actually come to fruition wherever they are. And it's not just anything. It is the Walter Simonson designed machine from the one-shot Teen Titans X-Men crossover. Two copies now available at Editor's Note Comics. Oh, look at that plug. That was a good plug. I don't think I'm selling it for much. I think it's like a buck. Well, you know, it was a good plug anyway. $2 plug, baby! Yay! Cheaper than your average plug. And we go back to Buffy, Dawn, and Xander when Buffy realizes she now has telescopic vision and x-ray vision and sees an old couple getting it on and is grossed out by it. But then she looks around and also sees Amy and Warren and the general, so she pops over there real quick. I feel like you should be more grossed out by the skinless guy than the old couple doing it. Yes, definitely. And by doing it, I mean Mahjong. Right. That's exactly what you meant. And they basically say, Twilight betrayed us. We're cool helping you take him down. We yes. definitely don't have an agenda. Right. And so now we have some rather dubious allies on our side, but allies nonetheless. And Willow comes back to tell Buffy what she's seen, and her reports are traumatic. Less than great. Willow basically says the reason that Buffy's been getting stronger is because all of these slayers have been dying. Every time a slayer dies, Buffy gains their strength, and Buffy looks distraught, mm -hmm. as one would. As one would. And as Andrew is tinkering back in Twilight's lair, our good old buddy Twilight appears. He says, who wants to hear my cool master plan? The next issue is called Master Plan. It's very helpful. I enjoy these issue titles. <laughs> and we see Buffy is really upset. Xander tries bringing her some pirate booty because he wears an eye patch. Ha 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 ha. Not funny. It's a little funny because I didn't catch it. And I was like, ha ha ha. That was clever. 
And Buffy rolls a single sexy tear, as she often does, and says that she's upset because she's taking these girls' powers and that makes her like a vampire. Which, previously revealed in Season 1, the episode Nightmares, that Buffy's biggest fear is becoming a vampire. And thus, she has become that which she most fears. Then we pop back over to Villain HQ. I fear getting fat. Huh. That's a weird thing to fear. I've become my greatest... Now I'm fine. Anywho, back at Villain HQ, here's a weird thing. Twilight goes up to them and says, Okay, I'm thinking of a number. Who wants to die first? Should it be Giles, Faith, or... And Andrew gets to do these like, that's the second time, Andrew. My name's Andrew. But Andrew was unconscious the last time, so what up, Story? That's true. Your continuity sucks. And then Giles says, with a, a look of horror on his face. Hand to his mouth. That <gasps> voice. I know that voice. And then Twilight's like, yeah, of course, because I got rid of my witch, so... I'm going to sound like I'm normal again. And you all definitely know me, and you've probably figured out who I am based on Diamond soliciting the issue badly. So there you go. I mean, Diamond never makes any mistakes, and I definitely don't make my money through them. All hail Diamond! Yay, Diamond. Maybe change your shipping rates. They're not good. (laughs) Amazon Prime is giving me free shipping. What are you doing? Anyway, so we cut back to... Oh, God, I hope they're not listening. I'm sorry. I apologize. They control so much of your life. So much of my life. So much. Your shipping rates suck. It's like it's like when the college board, when you're like a senior in high school, and the AP stuff goes through it, and your SAT scores, and like everything you need is through college board. They control your life. And so, cutting back to this. Well, I cut all of that, I'm afraid. Go for it. Eh. Cut away. You know what? I'll stand up to them. I'll fight this monopoly. You're going to cut it all? Yeah, probably. So... Buffy is despondent, sitting above the pier, because why would you sit on it when you can float now? She's like, I'm sad I took all these powers. I'm going to use the powers. I'm going to use them anyway, though. And Xander comes up to her to give her a pep talk, and she's like, I don't even like pep talks. And he's like, yeah. So instead of just a regular pep talk, Xander rips off the Pa Kent speech from Superman 1, which, by the way, amazing scene, best scene in that movie. I'm sure I've seen it. He's like, why can't I play football? But he just changes the words. I've seen what you could do. Flying super speed. I saw you kick that giant boulder like a soccer ball. But if the universe is giving you that power, it's got to be for a reason. That's why you were chosen in the first place. Don't you see? You're here for a reason. And it's not just to kick giant boulders. Just take out giant boulders with football and it's the same speech. Except Xander doesn't drop dead from a heart attack. Yay for Xander! Showing Superman that he can't actually fix everything despite all of his great powers. What an amazing scene and what a massive fuck up on Man of Steel by doing a tornado. Okay. Well, clearly we have some feelings about Superman. Luckily, this is the Buffy podcast. Come back for my new Superman podcast. Stop f***ing up, DC. Is that what it's going to be called? Yes. You're just going to rewatch Man of Steel over and over again? I just watched it a couple days ago. I know, I was here. I slept through most of it. I don't like that tornado scene. I liked the sleeping on the couch part. But as Buffy gets her pep talk, Faith dives at, air quotes, Twilight. Have you figured it out yet, listener? Probably. I like calling them dear listener better. Tall guy in a trench coat. You figured it out yet? Dear listener. And Faith dives at him and kicks him in the dick. Yeah, but he's an invulnerable, and so this doesn't really do anything. <laughs> he just looks at her and like, do you think invulnerable doesn't mean all over and slams her face into the ground? Poor Faith. But I appreciate the dick kick. 
Meanwhile. I also appreciate rhyming. Meanwhile, Willow and Amy are trying to undo some of Amy's magic. And Willow is just being like, everything you did is wrong, Amy. I love them together because they were friends and then they were enemies and then they were frenemies and other enemies. And Amy was a rat. So Willow's like still a rat. And Amy just snaps back. She's like still a bitch. So unpleasant, Amy. No one likes you. No, no one does like Amy. And Warren and the general talk about how they're going to betray everyone. And Xander's like, yeah, I kind of heard that. Be quieter. Your scheming is bad. But yet, we don't really deal with that. We just kind of still have them on our team. And Willow and Amy are trying to decipher where exactly Twilight is. And as Twilight is about to kill Faith, potentially, Andrew finds a bunch of gear that Warren left around. And he says, it's clobbering time. Who says that line? I have no idea. It's the thing. I mean, it's the thing. Editing. Nope. I'm going to leave that sadness in there. Andrew throws Captain America's mighty shield to the back of Twilight's head. He's wearing Luke Skywalker's Red 5 helmet, some Punisher body armor, Batman's utility belt, and he has one of Iron Man's repulsors and says it's clobbering time and... Boy, do I not understand how this works with copyright. It must just be close enough, but different enough that they can make it work. Mm, I really don't know. Or they were just like, please, Marvel. And Marvel's like, fine. Well, this was before Marvel, or before Disney bought Marvel, so I don't know. I don't know. It's a big, and DC's in there. There's everyone. So at this mm-hmm. point, you're talk, you're dealing with Fox, Marvel, and Warner Brothers. You know what? I think that you worry about copyright sometimes a little too much. Probably. And just as Twilight is about to kick Andrew's ass, Buffy flies through all Superman like she's like dun, 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 dun. When are you gonna stop me? I'm just gonna wait and see how long it went off for. What are we calling that noise? It's not humming. It's not singing. I don't know what it Harmonizing. is. Harmonizing. Oh. Alrighty. You just didn't help. But oh. Buffy Punches Twilight into the air, carrying him away. And Buffy goes. You listen to me, Twilight. My God, is that really the name you picked? Twilight? You know, I lived that idea first, right? And my vampire was so much better. And boy, if you haven't got it yet. You will on the next page, because you turn the page and... Well, Twilight takes off his vest and says, yeah, I missed you too. And it's a giant angel face. Sounds a a weird phrase it's just it's angel it's angel and his face but it's and somehow it's a weird face his hair has survived being under that mask and immediately goes back to regular angel hair yeah he has super hair he does have super hair maybe that's one of his superpowers he has many powers now yeah because he's flying still so that's good for him and buffy not thrilled to see angel also if you're curious why we covered all the angel books first this is why Mm -hmm. because angel's the villain yeah again yeah stop being the villain yeah that would be a nice storyline to do something else but we don't so buffy's very angry and buffy with her superpowers takes a tree turns it into a tree-sized stake and hurls it at angel's heart in which case nothing happens he is not staked he is not dead and we cut over to xander satsu and willow because we're going to see this panel repeated because it's going to get digitally copied a few times Xander says, what was that? Satsu says, that was a sonic boom. And Willow says, I think they're fighting. I'm Willow now. And you're Xander. I cheat with myself. 
Weird. Weird things. And we see Buffy just swinging at Angel madly. She's like, you killed all those girls. He's like, no, I didn't kill anyone except for that one guy. Yeah, we're not going to worry about that, but you're right. Do you remember that one guy he said, go kill that guy? It was last episode. Yes, I do remember. We find out that the master plan from Twilight was actually that he was going to protect the Slayers. With minimal casualties, except all those casualties he caused. Right, that like he was going to be the government's weapon to control the Slayers and he was going to use that power to... I don't even know. Look, here's the thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I've really enjoyed this arc basically up until this point. And there still be points that I enjoy about it. But this is really about the point where the seams start to show and they are going to fray. Yeah. Greatly from this point. So basically Angel's like, no, this is totally what needed to happen. And I've been the hero all along. Which, in all fairness, is 100% Angel. The guy who tries to do a big thing to save everything and totally screws it all up. That's totally Angel. Yep. And basically he's like, I was the bad guy so that all the focus would be on me, not on you. I was really just trying to protect you. And Buffy's like, shut up. Your best quality is that you were a talker. Why are you talking so much? I agree with Buffy. Yeah. But that's not one of Angel's strengths right now. And we cut back over to Xander, Satsu, and Willow. And Xander says, what was that? Satsu says, I don't hear anything. Willow says, I think they're talking. And they are talking. They are. They're talking about how they are each other's true loves. And Angel says, you're glowing. And Buffy is legitimately glowing and vibrating. And Angel's like, this is the future. We have to embrace this. All of this pain, all of this suffering, it's all leading to something. Something where we're going to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? I also paraphrased. Again, we have the single tear. This is like the third time in this arc that it's been used, but... Buffy single sexy tear. We have the Buffy single tear, and she just she just gives in. She looks at Angel. She flies up slightly above him, and they kiss. And with our third repeated panel, Xander goes, What was that? Another sonic boom. I think they're f***ing. Except it doesn't exactly say that. And... I love this. It's such a convoluted title, but it's just so silly I enjoy it. Next, them f***ing, plus the true history of the universe. Ridiculous. And this is kind of my turning point for the story. I was pretty on board with things until right now, but we'll see why. Our next issue starts with the cover art that shows Buffy embracing Angel, which was totally ruined with Diamond Solicits. Good job, my lord and masters. Anyway, so... Before we get into this, this is your turning point. And I'll say originally when I read this, I was like, what is this? It's ridiculous. But I've kind of turned my opinion on it where I'm just like, I embrace the silliness of it because it's 100% silly and nonsensical. It very much is. Parts of it I can get on board with. Parts of it I'm just like, what is happening? And we need to fix this confusion before we go on, but we never do. So Faith wakes up. She's like, I'm not injured. I'm just bleeding a bunch. And... The whole team is there, and by the team, I also mean the villains, so Skinless Warren, Amy. Everyone convenes at Villain HQ, and Warren's like, that's my shield! And Andrew's like, the shield was my idea, and Warren gets real crappy, but he's like, oh yeah, go tell Joe Simon that. So many comic references. Hashtag nerd points. Is that a thing? I think you just made it one. You just made your own hashtag, look at you! And everyone is shocked at Giles' news that 
Twilight is Angel. And everyone's like, Twilight is Angel, Twilight is Angel. And Dawn in the background just goes, Ben is Glory? <laughs> you keep doing you, Dawn. I enjoy you in the background. Just making comments. I know. I do like Because Dawn's... Ben was Glory. I, like, I do like Dawn's weird little asides in this thing. And this is a little bit of a weird issue. I mean, they were pretty upfront with it. Yeah, the title said it all. Yeah, this issue is... I'm not going to call it gratuitous because being comics, we don't actually see anything. Or being at least Dark Horse comics, we don't see anything. But it's basically just Buffy and Angel having sex for the entire issue. Yeah. And I also guess the original art that was given back was far more gratuitous. Really? Like, we don't see, you know, any naughty bits here. I guess the original art... There was less strategic covering. Yeah, there's some strategic, like, fence posts and railings and things of that nature. Helpful. And, well, Buffy and Angel are, you know, they're spending this entire issue having sex. Faith gets real pissed at Giles. She's like, you were talking to him. You tell us what's going on. And Giles is like, well, there's this myth. And this is the point that I'm like, I'm all done with this. He's like, it was just a fairy tale all along, and Xander calls it out. He's like, we live in a world of witches and demons and vampires, and you think a fairy tale is out of the realm of possibility for us? Right, and so... I'm with Xander. I'm with Xander, too, except that I don't particularly like this fairy tale and how it comes to fruition. The general gist is slayers are part of a natural evolution within the world. How there was always one slayer to take on all of the vampires, which is unfair, but kind of kept the balance of the world. And then when Buffy and Willow did the spell to share all of that power, they undid the balance and moved evolution forward. And the idea of both Buffy and Angel gaining all of these new powers is part of this new evolution where the world is moving forward and is leaving all of the humans behind. That sounds more put together than what the book actually explains. And the problem, too, is that the book explains it over, like, a seven or eight page span. Of Buffy and Angel having sex with some, like, random tree branches hiding their naughty bits. Right. Which makes it difficult to grasp exactly what Giles is saying and what he means. And also, when I mentioned that I said that, like, I've just embraced the silly. Like, they're not just having, like, sex. They're having, like, sex that's crashing through mountains. They fly into space where Buffy is saying something, but it's not actually uttered because there's no oxygen in space. Right. And they fly through some more mountains, and it's so damn silly. It does become a little silly. And this is... It's... Why I can embrace the silly, it's too big. Yeah. I guess that's my problem, is it is too big. Whereas you have gotten past it and been like, yeah, it's so big that it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, we we've just... We've passed the line of even reality in this universe and just gone straight into the silly. Which is why I don't particularly love this because I do not support the reasoning that I get. And Giles says this is an old myth. And one of the things that he was trying to do when he was off with Faith in Berlin was trying to find a weapon to kill a god. Yeah, but we're not worrying about it. And after Buffy and Angel, you know, finish their space sex... Yep. And also, I should probably mention that while this is all happening, dimensional portals have been opening up where all of the old ones and demons are just pouring into this dimension. Right. And so the Slayers have not really had time to just watch Buffy do whatever, but 
They well, have... Satsu did, and then she got all pissy. And Xander's like, that's not what super speed is for. But all these dimensional portals open up. Demons pour through as a result of Buffy and Angel being together. And Buffy wakes up in clothes, which is a change for this issue. Yes. Compared but to her lack of clothes. Change. A welcome change. I don't know. She's wearing something super silly. Yeah, she's wearing, like, it's supposed to be Greek. I guess. Like a Greek toga type thing. It's a weird Toga. One. Toga. Toga. Oy and Angel greets her in a weirdly yellow shirt and says, Welcome to Twilight. Angel should not wear yellow. No. I like that for this last issue of this arc, the first thing that Buffy says is, It's a trap. She's going real Admiral Ackbar on us. I'm with Buffy on this one. Well, Everything is like a trap. I love this cover. It shows really the main cast of characters throughout the season, whether we knew it or not. So we have Don, Giles, Xander, Faith, Angel, Willow, and Buffy. There was an alternate cover that we see Angel as just a regular Angel. Also, these are all clearly photo-referenced by Joe Chen, amazing cover artist. It's gorgeous. But there's an alternate one where we also see it as Twilight instead of Angel. Hmm. I like this one. So, Buffy and Angel are back-to-back in a fighting stance, waiting to beat up whatever comes over the hill in this very idyllic paradise, and nothing comes. Let's just say it's Eden. Okay. It's basically Eden. It's basically Eden, and nothing comes. And Buffy's surprised by this. She's like, no, they always come. And Angel's like, yeah, until they don't. Yeah, Angel's like, this is our reward. Let's take it. Let's enjoy it. And Buffy's like, I can't. Everything's going to fall apart. And cutting back to the heroes not in Eden, Giles continues with the history of the universe. And he basically says, Angel isn't at fault here. This is preordained. This is a mystical force that he could never fight and something that Buffy could never fight. So he's real forgiving of Angel being, you know, a killer? massive killer. Yeah. He wasn't super forgiving of it when he did it to Jenny Callender. No. What with the flaming bat to his face and all. Yeah. But we do find out that Buffy and Angel have ascended somewhere. To Twilight. And that they were breached into a new a reality. series of novels. Their sex resulted in a birth. A birth of a new reality. And as Giles puts it, you can't have birth without blood. And so the blood comes in the form of these crazy crazy demons who just come pouring out of the sky from other dimensions six different places something that i really like here ward is running at Andrew. she's like give me the shield and andrew's like no and even though ward is evil and skinless andrew can't help but try and protect his friend and takes the brunt of a blow from a demon cracking captain america's shield in twain poor captain america he cannot throw his mighty shield actually no one's gonna yield for this it's an old theme song okay But here is maybe my favorite thing that happened in these past two issues. Andrew tries to save Warren, and he does. And then Andrew gets hurt in the process, so Warren turns around and decides it's his turn to save his friend. And so he picks up the Iron Man hand thing. Repulsor. The repulsor. And he repulses a demon. But my favorite part is that it actually works. Warren has attention to detail. Yeah. And we go see Buffy and Angel over in Twilight, and their clothes continue to change. And we keep on seeing all these idyllic situations. They're in a sunset on the beach. Surprisingly, they don't have sex again. Probably a good thing. And the scenes and their clothes continue to change. We even see them back in the bronze together. And Angel mentions that all of these clothes are from the slayers of the past, and they can make this world however they choose to be, and there's a history behind it, and they can make everything right. Right. Which is a positive for Buffy. Yeah. And Buffy walks through the door. She's like, 
It's not a higher plane. It's a Daffy Duck cartoon. I wish I could remember the exact... I should have looked up the exact one. But that cartoon where Daffy Duck is going from scene to scene and yelling at the animator and he keeps on changing who he is and there's a white background. It's a, such a funny bit. I should have shown you that before we did this. You don't know that one. I don't. But I believe you that it sounds cool. And Buffy's like, I need to know where my friends are. And... And they Beauty and the Beast this. Huh? They Beauty and the Beast it. Remember the... So... Beauty and the Beast, they do their dancing, and then he's like, I'll give you anything. And she's like, I want a glimpse of my father. And then they go and get the mirror so that she can see what's going on in the outside world. Oh. Do you remember that? Nope, but you might have got a thing I didn't. I mean, it's it's a little different, but it looks very similar yeah, to that. Right. But here's where the problem is, because we're not going to really deal with this much more than an offhand line. Angel as Twilight and creating this whole new reality referred to as Twilight. Buffy says, where are my friends? And Angel says, they can be anywhere you want them to be. And basically, Angel's plan all along was was to create this perfect reality and bring over basically all of the good from the Earth into this new idealized perfect reality that Buffy and Angel could shape and make good. Which sounds awesome, except he doesn't explain it, other than they can be wherever you want them to be. And Angel's plan sounds good, if he would actually say what his stupid-ass plan was. Well, yeah, he has a whole issue titled The Master Plan, and yet he never says The Master Plan. This is part of the problem. Like, Angel's motivation isn't clear enough, and he'll bring it up later in other seasons. Say it now, idiot! Yeah. This actually, you could have ended the entire series right here, just going like, and now we live in a perfect heaven together. All done. I'm Idiot. I'm not pleased about that. I'm also not pleased about the explanation that we were given in the last issue. And so I read this final issue thinking that I'd get something better or something clearer or something anything. But no, no, no. All of the characters in the book itself have decided that that explanation of... Evolution. Evolution is the real one. I don't like it. It's comes, not clear. It doesn't fit in with the rules that I've learned so far from this world. It kind of comes out of nowhere. And also Angel doesn't explain himself well enough. He was just like, no, no, we can bring over everyone good and we don't have to fight demons anymore. Say that, idiot. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Yeah, you've actually ruined everything. Again, stop doing that. Stop yeah. being the worst, Angel. He doesn't say that. You're so stupid. No, he doesn't say anything. No. And he's just like, this is what we're supposed to do. We can build this world. Don't you want to be happy? And Buffy just says, I never do what I'm meant for. Yep. And so Buffy then decides to jump through the window portal thing that she made. And she just says to Angel, she's like, you coming? And Angel, he signs off on this immediately. Angel, this whole time he's been wearing a white shirt. But Angel looks down, looks back up, makes eye contact with Buffy. Gets on his classic angel garb, which is basically wearing a trench coat as a cape. Yep. And just says, okay, let's go. And they leave their new perfect reality that they could have brought everyone over to. But. Idiot. None of us know that. Especially not Buffy. So unclear with your motivation. You know when you were super chatty before? Do that now. Also just very unclear with why he would give up so quickly if his plan was actually to make everything Perfect. And this was, like, he spent a, over a year on this. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll jump back through with you. Sounds like, good. You know what? Let's hang out together. But that is what they do. They jump back through. 
and immediately start beating up all of the demony things that they can find. But you know what? As much crap as I'm giving this, seeing Buffy and Angel fighting side by side, I never get sick of that. I mean, we saw it a bunch in the early seasons, but it's such a rarity these days that whenever we get to see it, I can't help but love it. And we Stop see- pulling on my heartstrings, book! And we see along the bottom... As they're beating things to death. That Buffy heartstrings. is just running around, killing everybody she can. And she also, still has all of her superpowers. Yep, and so everybody's just like, Buffy, Buffy, Buffy! And Willow's like, stop saying everyone's name out loud. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And she gives Angel a bunch of crap. She's like, can I just mention that I preferred Angelus? And... He's like, yeah, I had that coming. So throughout all this fighting and all of this magic that's been coming about, we've seen these temporal rifts. We've seen Willow getting her magic back, something that happened in the past. And we saw something that was going to happen soon. Without spoiling it now, I'll say that the page that said like things that were happening soon was also teased online in advance, and it was very exciting. Oh, I bet it was. was and... <gasps> You can't see my hands. I can see your hands. shaking with joy. They are. They're very jazz handy. They are. So we see Dawn looking at a screen. She's like, something's coming. And Willow just says, I see it. It's not a weapon. That's, oh, this is going to be good. And what crashes through the wall, but? Some kind of interdimensional ship piloted by bugs. And it looks like a sphere. I don't think we ever clarified that it was a sphere before. Oh. It's a sphere. It's an odd look. We've never seen this sh- We have. We've definitely seen this one before. Ah, oh, it's so good. And the ship lands. And compared to Willow, Buffy goes, oh, this is going to be bad. And so the voice emanates from inside of the bug ship. Enough of this. You want to put these demons down and then this twilight crap once and for all? We see two black boots emerge. And then if you're reading this in the original comic, there's an ad here, so you have to have a page turn. You talk to me. And who is it? Fucking Spike. With a lot of rings so and many some rings. black nail polish, but yes, it's Spike. Well, he used to do the black nail polish thing, and I guess the ring thing. Yeah. Feels dated. It does. Feels very 1997. Yes. We've really diminished the moment. Spike's back, bitches! Yeah, and he gets his own full page. Which is funny, because not even the Twilight reveal got a full page spread. Riley didn't even get that. No, it was literally Riley just got nothing. <laughs> Riley got, like, a corner. Willow got a full page. I just meant in this arc. Oh, okay. But yes, that's true. Willow did get a full page. Spike's back. The last time Spike was on Buffy, he was burning in a fiery pyre. Yes. Of death. Underground. Chuckling to himself. Yeah. Weird reaction, Spike. Yeah. But uh, but Spike is back to help deal with the demon situation. I like that moment. So, okay, talking back through this, there's less of this comic than I thought that I didn't like. I just don't like that there's not really a lot of explanation given for how Buffy got superpowers, why she really got superpowers, what is this whole evolution thing. This unknown origin that has never been spoken of before. yeah. It just doesn't feel like there was enough of any warning so that I could but, I mean, we accept get it. But... So many extra characters. Aside from just our main cast, we also get Andrew into Oz and Riley and Angel and now Spike. Like, everyone's coming back in this arc. This arc is chock full. Chock a block full? No. Okay. It's chock full. Okay. Duly noted. But, I mean, leading into this, all the dimensional barriers are down, demons are pouring in. 
Buffy and Angel are back. And not just them, but also Spike is back. And we are going to lead into a confusing finale. Yes. but Also epic, but confusing. Yes, we definitely upped the epicness in this. It just went a little too far for me. Spoilers, Spike touches Buffy's butt. Really? I guess... In a funny way. A lot of other things happened in this past arc, so... I shouldn't really be worried about that. Sorry to spoil the butt touching. But that's really it for this arc. I really love the beginning of it. And we're gonna really start getting into the territory of confusion. Well, now, but it's gonna amplify next. But, yeah, next episode, we finish the longest season ever, season eight. And I've liked a huge portion of season eight. It was really just this last bit that... Felt like we were building up something huge, 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 and then all of a sudden it all falls apart in one episode. One episode. It all falls apart in one issue. And next arc, it gets far more confusing. Maybe you'll be able to decipher it. I still can't. Maybe we can talk it out and figure it out together. And that's marriage. Aww, look how cute that is. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. Remember them fucking. I blocked that from my memory. Ruin the moment. Yes, you did. If you want to find the show, you can head over to editorsnotecomics.com, head over to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The show is on iTunes, YouTube, and other podcasting platforms that I can't remember what I signed up for. Well, there you go. Some or most of them. Some of them. If you could, please rate, review, subscribe, help other people find the show. Yeah. Do it. We'd love to have more listeners. Also, feel free to email us your feedback. We like feedback. Oh, don't forget about Patreon. Get over to patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. If you donate $1 a month or more, you can get the show a whole week early. If you want to find out what happens in the confusing finale, head that way. And if you are... Unless you're already on Patreon and then, you know, wait a week. A Patreon subscriber, then you also get the second podcast a day early. The Editors Note Comics podcast hosted by me. And not me. Yeah, and some other guy. Poor Jared. He's fine. And Jared. He doesn't listen to the show. I can say what I want about him. And Jared. He's a nice fellow. He is a nice fellow. All I have to say about him. Okay. But we would love to hear from you. We'll be back next week to get confused with the finale. See you then. Someone help me understand this. Maybe Bye. it'll be me. Yeah, hopefully. See ya. Bye.